0: Well, you know what that sound means. It's time for another episode of Inside the Kentucky Derby, where we roll on here on the road to the Kentucky Derby, where now the points on the prep series are starting to get a little bit more interesting with the LeCamp stakes on Saturday down at Fairgrounds. I'm Kevin Kirstein, joined as always by Darren Rogers and... Darren, the LeCompte starts is sort of the, it's the second leg I'm going to say of uh, Fairgrounds solid and productive road to the Kentucky Derby series that kicks off with the gun runner back in the two-year-old year of these horses. But the LeCompte has always proven to be a, a good stepping stone towards both the Risen Star and the Louisiana Derby. And it sounds like we have a, a couple of horses in this field that fit that profile once again.
1: Yeah. Really looking forward to the showdown between Track Phantom and Nash. Nash, of course, uh, was disappointing last time out, um, running at at odds of one to two, whereas track phantom, you got uh, nine to two odds and track phantom handed it to him. We'll have to see how it turns out. We'll uh, dissect that race along with, uh, uh, the Kentucky Derby future wager pool three, which opens Friday at noon closes on Sunday at 6 PM Eastern. And, uh, I I think it's a very intriguing group of, uh, 39 individual horses, of course. 40 uh, is is reserved for all other three-year-olds that are not listed among there. It's an intriguing group. Fierceness is clearly the horse to beat in the division. He'll be named the champion a two-year-old from last year. He'll be returning in the Holy Bull on February the 3rd for Todd Pletcher and Mike Rapoli. He's the kingpin. He's the one you're chasing. He's the one you're trying to get as fast as. And uh, there's some intriguing prospects along the way. We'll discuss those in just a bit.
0: Yeah, this is my favorite future wager pool out of the six that we do, because this is the pool where you're having these two-year-olds that have shown form like fierceness, like locked, um, like liberal arts, that now have these targets in mind in the next couple of weeks of where they're returning to. Then you also have some of those horses that maybe you know, didn't show as much form as two-year-olds, but sort of blossom now um, in the early part of the year. How much action will they take? And it's the last opportunity, I think, to take horses that are, you know, making their three-year-old debuts in the next couple of weeks because those prices will then get very much bet down if those horses come back and win. So they're sort of not at the top of mind like horses As of Nash and Track Phantom and um, you know Fierceness, so maybe you can get some better odds on horses in this pool than what you would in pool four, five, or six.
1: If you're looking to handicap those horses along with us on uh, uh, my X account at Derby Media, there's a link to free Brisnet past performances, and I think KK will also have that as well. I'm going to. uh, Is it reach? Retweet. It's not tweeting anymore. Repost. We're we're reposting it. You repost.
0: I'm going to do this right now live on Inside the Kentucky Derby. I'm going to repost right now.
1: And we are recording this on uh, Thursday at around uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So the Lecomte is on the second half of the uh, prep season for the road to the Kentucky Derby. And it's the first race where the points double. Uh, 20 points are available to the winner and uh, 10 for second. And. you know, it, 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 I like this move. It's encouraging horses to run more often. We had, what, eight entered the LeCompte, but it looks like we may have as many as five.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, very, I, I mean, it was sort of like this last year, right? It was, um, you had a, a shorter field in the LeCompte, but then the Risen Star comes up as just a gangbuster race, and it's proving that it's going to be once again a gangbuster race. You're seeing horses from the Gunrunner, which I like horses running as you know, in their two year old years to close out the year and you're seeing them skip this race to go to the risen star. And you're also seeing horses, you know, coming back in the risen star that didn't run maybe in December. Uh, so it's uh, you know, I think horses like Nash, who's only raced three times. I think this is a good learning point for him to get some more experience under his belt. Um, let's talk about the field from, from well, the real- Well
1: let's scratch, let's scratch yeah. the horses right off the bat. Next level, for Keith DeSormo has said he's he's not gonna run. DeSormo's other horse, Tizzy Indy, is uh listed as possible. And then the outside horse, Awesome Road, is gonna scratch for Brad Cox. And KK, you have an update as to where he might be headed.
0: Yeah, he was originally uh he was cross-entered in this race. So he was entered in the Leonidas Stakes at Turfway on Saturday, which has now been postponed until February the second due to the inclement weather up at, at Turfway Park. And so he went in this spot. He's based on at fairgrounds and um, he's either possible to run maybe in the Leonidas in a couple of weeks, or he may do some other options um, maybe not on the road to the Kentucky Derby. So um, awesome road was one of those horses that, you know, was on everyone's radar at being bet down to the favorite in the Kentucky jockey club. He didn't produce there. He didn't produce in the breeders futurity. Uh, so maybe it's just, he's sort of been down the totem pole on the Brad Cox, Kentucky Derby contenders um, at this stage. So he's out on the outside. So let's start with Nash, um, who looks to be the main player of Brad Cox's two horses that he has entered in this race. Horses are allowed to lose, right, Darren?
1: They are allowed to lose. One race does not make a horse, and one bad performance does not make a horse. This horse showed too much promise last fall here at Churchill Downs, especially when he trains in the morning. Um, Godolphin has a very strong contender on this year's road to the Kentucky Derby, he ran, let's face it. He ran flat. He ran poorly last time out in the gun runner, uh, when he was, uh, uh beaten three lengths by track phantom who ran them off their feet and, uh, Sneed stuck in there second for, uh, Brendan Walsh. Um, Sneed's going to skip this race in favor of the risen star, as you suggested, uh, spacing those races apart. I would fully expect, Nash to be much closer this time early on last time out, he tracked, he let the leaders go by about three plus lengths. I fully expect this horse to, um, be much more forwardly placed under Florent Giroux this time out. In fact, could be on the lead ahead of track Phantom, but we'll get to that in a bit.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that point of, uh, you know, and, and sort of, uh, you know, breaking from the inside, I think he's sort of forced, um, to go in this spot instead of trying and rate like he did the last time. And he's always been a good workhorse. And I've watched, you know, a couple of his works, which are available on the uh, Kentucky thoroughbred website, courtesy of Bruno Giulio and his team in the, uh, in the Kentucky uh, thoroughbred development fund. So you can catch those free workouts as well. And uh, so he's always been a good workhorse. He's worked well going into this spot uh, again, too much promise to not, uh, think that he can run better than he showed in the gun runner Tizzy Indy. We mentioned, uh, breaking to his outside is questionable for the Keith, the Sormo camp and, and Calumet farm. I never want to question anything Keith, the Sormo does. Uh, he always had, you know, the most unique type of workouts and training methods. And so, uh, I don't know if this horse will run, but if he does, Darren, he just needs to simply improve.
1: Well, Calumet farm likes to participate <laughs> and, um, you know, this horse, I agree with you. He'd have to get a lot faster to be in the mix, but uh, Keith the Stormo has pulled off surprises in the past. My racing
0: bucket list at the top of the list is to one day meet Brad Kelly from Calumet Farm. I don't think I'll ever achieve it, but that's why it's at the top of my list so that way it can maybe be achieved one day.
1: Not many people have. Yeah. Not many people have. Word is, I, I remember we had on our, our Inside Churchill Downs radio show several years back. Rusty Arnold telling us stories about how um, 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 Brad Kelly would be in the paddock at Keeneland looking kind of all ratty with nothing but shorts and a t-shirt. Nobody knew who he was. And that's part of why I have so much respect for this guy
0: because, you know, to be at that status of what you are with the largest landowner in, in North America. And then you, you show up at Keeneland for paying the $5 general admission and just
1: sort of hanging out. Well, how much of a boss do you have to be when you win the Preakness with (laughs) Oxbow and you just say, I'm good. I don't need to go. Send I, the daughter.
0: That's great. Uh, I mean, it's a boss move. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, but anyway, that's aside. That's my racing bucket list is to one day meet Brad Kelly. Can group is an interesting horse who breaks could break from the outside of Tizzy Indy. If he stays in the race, uh, for the DJ Stables and cash is King Mark Cassie. This is the horse who, uh, you know, was running on the turf and running better than he did in his first two starts on the dirt down at Ellis park. Do we wait and see on this horse, Darren, to see if he can retain any sort of dirt form? I just, I just know he's been so much better on the turf, and I guess it's sort of give him a shot. And if he doesn't run well on the the dirt, then he can always go back to the turf.
1: I think that's. <coughs> there's the cough, KK. Oh boy, I was trying to do it. I was so proud. I did a TV interview for you yesterday. I got five minutes through without coughing, but I, I could feel it coming today.
0: We're about 10 minutes in. So you doubled that. So, okay. Uh, okay.
1: There we go. Well, uh, can group, uh, you know, DJ stable cash is King, the ownership group. They like to participate on the road to the Kentucky Derby. Mark Cassie is always involved as well. It's very nice to her He came home very fast in the breeders cup juvenile, um, it, 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 I'll tell you what, look, I don't blame him for taking a shot. This horse is going to, uh, need a very fast pace up front between Nash and track phantom, uh, to close down that long, uh, church, uh, Churchill downs, the fairground stretch, uh, in the Lecomte. So I, I don't blame him for taking the shot, but I'm not a, big fan yeah and i guess if you look at his. so
0: yes watch one and see watch one one and see his first two dirt starts he started once at at ellis park going five eighths on june the 29th it was a very speed favoring racetrack that day he was you know started off five lengths off the pace so he was completely out of it after that and then july the 21st where he faced timberlake and west saratoga um, and, and finished third to them but he was well beaten third Um, And those horses both came back to do some pretty solid things after that. So, you know, maybe we'll wait and see if he can show any dirt form.
1: You know, every horse is bettable at the right price. Sure. Um, They have him at six to one on the morning line odds. Look, I wouldn't take anywhere near six to one. But, you know, if he gets way up there, we're taking a shot, especially, you you know, Nash and and track Phantom are going to take the most money. Mm -hmm. They just are. And so that's going to float up everybody else. And it brings us to our next intriguing prospect yeah. in number five, Ethan energy. Yeah. And he'll probably be the third
0: choice, right? So he's the third choice on the morning line at four to one. Um, he who broke his maiden last time out down at fairgrounds. Louis size jumping in the saddle Florent chooses to ride Nash uh, for the Cox camper. Maybe he was chosen for him. If I uh, don't know the backstory there uh, stone street stables owns, I wasn't sure what to make of that maiden win last time out that at fairgrounds. I don't know if that was the strongest group earned a solid Bresnett speed rating, but he's a horse that I think just needs to improve even more. Um, even though he did break his maiden going two turns,
1: <coughs> you know, gosh, Ethan energy will run better than my voice. Yeah. Uh, I'm <laughs> confident in that he should be near the back of the pack. Um, I, and and I love the fact you are getting Luis Saez. That's a nice um, backup. He's a very intriguing horse. I've got to see more for the step up, though. I think that highly of the two favorites. But this is a horse that uh, ran credibly to win, you know, by five and a quarter lengths. The big thing I'm worried about is coming back in four weeks off of a really strong performance. and he really ran fast last time. He really jumped forward. and now he's coming back in twenty eight days. You know, I'd love for it to be another week or so for rest, uh, just looking at past patterns of Brad Cox. But uh, look, this is a horse that could be uh, an up and comer, one of two horses that just beat maidens last time out.
0: Yeah, and I'm sort of on the camp. I think he may be a little bit closer. Um, even though he did go off the pace in a slower, uh, race last time out, I think Mm -hmm. with Louis' size, he's going to be, who's more of a forward rider, which I don't don't think that suits him.
1: But if you have the stablemate Nash, knowing that he most likely is going to go, do you let him go and, and, and try to pick up the pieces? Well, I, I don't see the pace being fast in this race. Okay. I
0: think Nash goes, but I don't think it's going to be no blazing. Yeah. No, no I don't think it's going I'm with you just because it'll be a compact field uh, more than likely. So That's I don't think fair. it'll be fast at all. Lat Long uh, broke his maiden last time out for the Kenny McPeak barn down at Oaklawn He ships uh, over now to fairgrounds for this race. He's again a, a horse that I think I need to see a little bit more of um, in order to move him into a contender role on the, uh, the road of the Kentucky Derby. But again, when you break your maiden going two turns, you sort of have that derby you know light bulb flash in at least in my eyes because you're proven to be a two-turn type of horse uh, i thought it was a solid uh, effort breaking his maiden he's always been close he's been uh, running against track phantom but again to me i think i just need to see a little bit more for him to see if he's a true contender
1: yeah he was handled pretty easily by track phantom two starts ago um you know the the, the i'll say this uh, kenny mcpeak's always involved he finds a way. Took fifth time the charm to to break the maiden last time out, but he did it as a four to five favorite uh, down at Oaklawn Park. Uh, the runner up, Common Defense, did come back to win. Uh, next out does come back in thirty four days. Um, this is a horse that uh, you know I think will probably be in that next flight of horses behind um, right off the leaders of Nash and uh, Track Phantom. So. You know, if he's anywhere near that eight to one, he's the sneaky one. I think I might throw into the mix from a value standpoint. I think he's got the same similar type of talent as an Ethan energy. And if anybody's going to either one run in, you know, third behind him or sneak in and split the two, um, I think it could be a horse like lat long. And I think you'll get every bit of eight to one. So, so now we move
0: to track phantom who, um, he He again, he's a, you know, very much, I think at one of the top of Steve Asmussen's road to the Kentucky Derby contenders. and he proved that last time um in the gun runner. Um, you know, he 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 didn't sort of have the light bulb click on right away. It took three starts for him to break his maiden. But um the way that he was able to handle sneed and and Nash last time out <coughs> was very impressive. Joel Rosario jumping back aboard. Christian Torres was filling in for him last time. Rosario rode two starts back. Uh, I guess the big matchup question, Darren, do you think track phantom can go up two to nothing on Nash in the Lecomte?
1: Mm. It's very tough to pick between these two because one, I I think the world Nash, I thought, I thought that of him, you know, coming into the last race where track phantom handled him easily, but this side of quality road has just been perfectly managed by Asmus. And this is a horse that's gotten, Better and faster in each and every start, and um, that's something that shouldn't be knocked. Um, this horse is only going to get better as the distances get longer. Um, I think there's more to come with this horse, so I do think he's um, he's very intriguing. Um, he goes favorite, doesn't he? Or, did, or is the hype with Nash that I don't know? I mean, I've, if he's not, then I'm betting on track phantom, yeah, right? I think the tote is going to dictate what I do.
0: I think they're going to be pretty close to one another, a a point or two off. And so at that point it's like, okay, do you take nine to five versus two to one or five to two? Um, but I I think they're going to both be in that range. Uh, but again, like you mentioned, he's improved in every single start and running once about every 30 days. Right. And so he keeps improving. So I'm not worried about him. Um, you know, coming back in, in just this pattern its the pattern that what he's been doing. Yep. And, uh, so it's just very difficult for me to think that he will not keep improving until he proves me wrong. I can't really pick against him and, and sort of say that Nash is going to rebound off of that race. Even though I, I do think that, you know, Nash was impressive as he was and, and can run a bad race. When you throw him in against a matchup like this, that has a horse improving steadily every single time that he's been running. It's hard for me to pick against him.
1: Yeah. He does have that post position advantage too, right? Um, Being on the outside, I think going into that first turn, he's got the speed. He'll be able to let uh, Nash go. If he wants to stay right on his hip and make that, you know, that first run move at the, at the top of the fairground stretch, I think it's a very intriguing race. I hate to be a chalk eating weasel, but look, I just think these are the two fastest horses in the race. And, uh, you know, maybe you have a prospect along the way, like lat long or Ethan energy that, uh, could continue to develop and get better.
0: When we're talking about the next fairgrounds road to the Derby prep race, which kicks off the championship season in the risen star, I both, I'm I'm confident. I don't think it's going to be as simple as us trying to dissect this race. It's uh, no, <laughs> and and, that, and that's what makes the road to the Derby so much fun. Phenomenal card at fairgrounds on, on Saturday. Um, you know, overall the, the, the comp goes as the 13th race on the program. Seven o'clock Eastern is the post time for that race. Overall, great betting opportunities throughout. Uh, be sure to check out all those, brisnet past performances on brisnet.com lots of good promotions on twin spires to bet the entire card but as well as um the LeCompte on saturday
1: there are some other three-year-old races across the country to monitor this weekend um on friday at sunland park three-year-olds will go one mile in the riley allison derby that's a prep for the sunland derby you might recall that the sunland derby has uh, moved it's a traditional date it's now been moved up to uh uh let's see here. It's the day after the Risen Star, right? It is Sunday, February the eighteenth, and it'll be a mile eighth. Um I have to double check that, whether or not it's a mile eighth or a mile sixteenth still. But uh six hundred thousand dollars up for grabs, I believe, or at least it was a year ago. <clears throat> the Riley Allison Derby, look, it's not uh you know gonna it it'll give you an idea as to who some of the uh top horses are in the uh the deep, deep southwest. Was the home of Mind That Bird, but that's a long time between drinks in uh, 2009. I was about to say that's the only uh, that's the
0: only runner I could remember off the top of my head of the Riley Allison Derby was Mind That Bird.
1: And I think that's correct. On Saturday at Fairgrounds, a good maiden special weight in the fifth race. Three-year-olds who go a uh, a mile and a sixteenth in there. Steve Asmussen has a horse for Coolmore, Hall of Fame. Uh, Hall of Fame ran second at Churchill Downs in his debut on uh, closing day, is the, uh, uh, the the favorite there? But it's interesting. You just don't see Asmussen with many Coolmore horses, Mike Stidham's got a horse down there on the bottom in uh, in Night Out as well, uh, a more than ready colt uh, for Godolphin. So, uh, interesting uh, interesting card there. Let's see. It's Santa Anita, the first race on Saturday. Three year olds will sprint uh, six and a half furlongs. There is a $900,000 purchase for Zidane racing stables and trainer Bob Baffert. That's making his debut. May mum, I guess that's how you say it. May mun anyway, yeah, uh, makes its debut there. And then, uh, also at, uh, uh, fairgrounds later in the program, race number eight, a six furlong sprint. I believe that does kick off that, uh, uh the pick six there, $1 pick six at fairgrounds. And, um, in this heat exploration, a first time started for Brad Cox and Spenthrough Farm, Marty Schwartz et al. Um, this is a son of Curlin who was uh, purchased for $900,000 making its debut. It looks to be the five to two morning line favorite. So those are some of the other three-year-old races you should monitor this weekend on the road to the Kentucky Derby. And what you should also monitor too
0: is pool three of the Kentucky Derby future wager, which will open Friday at noon Eastern and then close Sunday at six o'clock. Uh, again, 40 interest total uh, 39 individuals. Number 40 is the all other category, So all the other three-year-olds that we didn't list individually of this pool and this is one of my favorite pools to tackle. Again, so it's paramutual. So even though it opens Friday at noon, that sort of witching hour is Sunday around five. Be sure to, you know, check out twinspires.com. They have, you know, the the great section where you can look at the exacta will pay. So it's two dollar win bets, two dollar exactas, and you can see, you know, horses if they're taking more action in the exacta pool, whether they would be in the wind pool. So, you know, a horse like, you know, let's use him as an example of fierceness is the favorite who will get bet down. Is there some value to use him in the exacta pool compared to just betting him at those single digits in the wind pool, 15 weeks out from the Derby.
1: Let's have some fun. Let's go horse by horse. And you know me, I like to play amateur trainer as to where these horses are either running or based on the spacing of their last race and or workouts where they could show up
0: Yes, let's do that.
1: Let's go horse by horse. You got Amante Bianco, sixty to one on the morning line. This is one of the two horses from Japan that have garnered points on the road to the Kentucky Derby. They have both indicated interest. This horse is a big fan favorite because he's a white horse. He's a son ahead of Hughes. Yeah, no idea where he's going next. No, my connections uh, overseas are uh, slim, uh, but uh, not none, but slim. (laughs) And uh, I don't know, but that that if you're a fan of white horses. Maybe that's worth a play. Aries magic.
0: Yeah, he he was very interesting breaking his maiden with O'Sheen Murphy in the saddle, going, uh, just six furlongs. You wheel back in the Sam Davis with this horse,
1: maybe? He's ninety nine to one in, in
0: this pool as of right now.
1: I would think Sam Davis has got to be on the on the radar screen for Christoph Clement. Um, you know, we went off at four to five and as you said, Murphy made that trip over there. It's a, uh, you know, a son of good magic. I think this horse, you know, he, he didn't run that fast first time out but he's a very intriguing prospect uh, to me. Uh, what
0: about Bookham Dano, who we've read all the reports that Derek Ryan has said, you know, hasn't really ever thought of the Kentucky Derby, but now targeting the Saudi Derby son of Buqueiro, who uh, Bucero was a turf sprinter. Obviously it's the distance questions, but he was so impressive winning the pass. Go. <coughs> this horse wins.
1: Thank you, buddy. Uh, the horse wins by 10 in
0: Saudi. I mean, Maybe they consider the Kentucky Derby, and that's why we include him in this pool 80 to 1 on the Jersey bread Bookham Dano.
1: It's not zero percent. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he's a a, a gelding bread in Jersey going to Saudi. <laughs> not my money, but it's not zero percent if he were to run off the screen as he as he did last time out in the Pasco winning by twelve.
0: Bookham or Born Noble, excuse me, is one of the twenty-one new horses that we used from pool uh, three to two in this, uh, this pool 60 to one on the morning line for Todd Pletcher broke his maiden on December the 30th down at Gulfstream. You'd have to think he's a a main player maybe down there, but Todd has been willing to ship horses elsewhere. Uh, what do you make of born noble?
1: Yeah, first of all, very fast, very intriguing for Todd Pletcher, um, son of constitution winning by five and a half lengths uh, on December the 30th. As you said, I would think mid February, for 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 Todd would be uh, a typical play, so I think races like the Holy bull, the withers uh maybe even the Sam Davis are in play for born noble uh
0: Carbone for Steve Asmussen and the Hyac Bros based at Oaklawn, undefeated after uh winning an allowance race on New Year's Eve, son of Matoli, man, he's fast, but is he fast around uh for a, a Kentucky Derby distance, we'll see. But 60 to 1 if you want to get a shot down on Carbone.
1: Well, he's going to headline the Southwest, and that's a one-mile race. So, or is it? Do they stretch it out to a mile and a 16? It's Let me a look here.
0: mile and a 16th. Yeah, it
1: is a mile and a 16th. Always used to be a mile yeah. back in the day. So, mile and a 16th, they'll see. Um, I read an article with Bill Heiligbro earlier in the week talking about his, you know, the, the, the breeding. First of all, it, it, the name is Mexican Charcoal named by his named by his wife um but they never stretched out Matoli because he was so fast as a sprinter and don't forget he dominated the mile so a mile's well within his distance let's see if a mile and a 16th for this offspring uh you know does have on the dam side um it's a daughter of uh, of street sets that does have a little distance in the pedigree so this will be intriguing to see how far he can go. Cardinal is
0: another uh, Todd Pletcher, uh, Kentucky Derby possible contender. Uh, finished second last time out to change of control in a first level allowance down at Gulfstream. Uh, just how good he is in the Todd Pletcher scheme of uh, three-year-olds, I think is uh, we'll, we'll sort that out over the next month or so, but probably a, a mid-February type of horse that we'll see next time out.
1: Well, I remember when uh, he broke his maiden in, in the middle of November uh, down at Gulfstream. Todd sent him down there early. I remember you were intrigued by him, but the figure just didn't come back fast enough. Maybe that was a bad figure because he improved tremendously uh, going around two turns. Uh got a lot faster, a lot better. That was a good effort against change of uh, command. I would expect him to be in the mix for maybe the Sam Davis, the Risen Star. Um, you know, don't be surprised if, if, if Todd's one of those ones that, would put a horse on a plane every now and again out to Sunland If he thinks it's just a cup below.
0: Mm -hmm. Just trying to get them some confidence and maybe get a shot at possibly running in the Derby. Uh, Catching freedom is 40 to one after winning the Smarty Jones last time out for Brad Cox. We've talked about the source on this podcast. I got called out by uh, the owner. I just got a phone call from the owner. He, he's, he's letting me have it. He's not letting me forget about, uh you know, but they're hoping he improves next time out and uh, intriguing horse at 40 to one.
1: Well, I think he's doubtful for the Southwest just because that comes up quick. So expect him uh, to be in the mix for Brad Cox in either the risen star or the rebel. Look, that was a, that was a, uh, comes out of a fast race. So, We'll just have to see for uh, Catching Freedom to continue to improve.
0: We just mentioned uh, Change of Command, who, of course, won that allowance race down at Gulfstream over uh, a Cardinal last time out. Maybe uh, wheels back in the Fountain of Youth, you would think?
1: I don't know. I'm actually thinking maybe the Sam Davis, um, just from a timing standpoint. But... Um, Fountain of Youth could be in the mix as well. That would give the horse a little extra time. Shug McGay, he has taking his time with this Colt. Uh, he's bringing him along, broke his maiden impressively, came back in an allowance race. Um, so I think a stakes engagement comes back this time.
0: Uh, his stablemate Conquest Warrior got all sorts of buzz after he broke his maiden on January the 13th on a Gulfstream, experienced a ton of trouble, um, in that race and still was able to eke out a maiden win by a half length. Uh, you know, I, again, this is a horse, uh, is a major player, I think by city of light out of a pulpit mayor, Cortland farms and Shug, um, have always have horses that want to run on the road to the Derby where we see him next is still to be determined, but Definitely a big player after that maiden win.
1: Yeah, they gave a million dollars for him at the sales. And, you know, he got off a step slow in that race in the mud at Aqueduct against Al Copy, who just ran everybody off their feet. Came back uh, around two turns, or actually, no, that was one turn a uh, mile, but that was a nice effort. And uh, Shug has gone on record saying he wants to take his time with his horse, um, almost follow a little bit of a path that he did with Orb back in 2013 you know, rather than jump right into stakes company, he's going to look for a non winners of one uh, other than around two turns. I would expect that race to come, you know, sometime, you know, uh, uh, around late February, maybe early March.
0: Yeah. And then maybe we'll back in the Florida Derby or even come to Kentucky for the bluegrass. Wouldn't be surprised uh, to see him in either of those spots. Deterministic has one work back uh, since breaking his maiden at Saratoga on August the 12th and uh, a very much a wild card horse that we used in, in pool three of the future wager. And I don't know what he's going to go off at. I don't know if some people are going to back him, but he is back on the work tab, Darren.
1: Yeah. We've talked about him on this podcast before he, the, he I, to me, I thought he was visually the most impressive two-year-old winner at Saratoga uh, last summer, uh, went on the sidelines, didn't have any idea why probably just gave him time. Time to develop, time to mature, was thrilled to see him return to the work tab on January the thirteenth and by the way, for those that love I, I i've I don't know if we talked about it last year uh or where we've talked about it, but I always your measuring stick is the Super Bowl, which okay? both of our
0: teams will not be participating
1: no my Dallas Cowboys will not be there. your Philadelphia Eagles will not be there the n f c East apparently was trashed <laughs> um But yes, deterministic uh, now has a work, but if you can get a breeze in by the first week of February, that typically means you're going to make the Kentucky Derby or I'm sorry, that's you're on the right path. If not, you're really, really playing catch up. So um, deterministic you know, he, he is a son of Liam's map. So you got that on the top on the bottom. There's, a, you know, it's a little sprinty on the, on the Spites town side. So that's a little bit of a concern, but I was so impressed with that debut victory, um, uh, going seven eighths of a mile on August the 12th. We'll see where he returns. I would think probably based off of that first work, uh, you probably get what five, six works under his belt that would put him in mid to late February.
0: Dornock is the the horse and I think in this pool will probably offer the best value if you're a a Dornock fan, because once you start to get back when he's, um, you know, going to run in in the fountain of youth and then uh, have one more start to the Derby, I think he's a little bit forgotten about at this point. So if you want to, you know, you call it value, I don't call it value just being he's 20 to one on the line, I think we'll get bet off of that. Uh, But I think this is the pool um, to get value on on Dornock.
1: Yeah, last time out in pool two, which was what, seven weeks ago, um, you had all others favored at eight to five. Fierceness was eight to one. Locked was 14 to one. Nash was 18 to one before he flopped. Knightsbridge was 19 to one. And then you had Dornock also at 19 to one. So um, that 20 to one range is probably going to be legit. Um, he's going to come back in the Fountain of Youth. Uh, Danny Gargan's already mapping out his plan to the Derby after the Fountain of Youth. He's going to give him time. He'll run in either the uh, the Bluegrass or the Wood Memorial. This, of course, is a full brother to Mage, last year's Kentucky Derby winner. Um, yet to have his first work of the of the year.
0: Then you go to Drumroll, please. Who uh, based in New York for Brad Cox, the Pennsylvania bred. If you trust the Jerome, you can get at right now forty to one on the morning line for him. Uh, not in my backing and pull three of the the future wager, but he's likely to be one of the favorites, if not the favorite on the New York route on the road to the Kentucky.
1: Yeah. He'll run next up uh, in the Withers along with El Grande. O, who was not included in the um, 39 individual betting interest, but uh, you know, he he should be favored in there unless somebody ships up, but um, he's got to get a lot faster on this road.
0: Speaking of fast El Cappy was that in his uh, maiden breaking performance at at Aqueduct, and uh, he's trained by Rick Dutrow, number 13, if you're betting in the Kentucky Derby Future Wager. Again, if you want to follow along with us in these uh, past performances, hit up our X accounts, Horse Racing, KK Derby Media. Um, you can also go to KentuckyDerby.com slash Future Wager, and free past performances are available, courtesy of Brisnet, on all of the 39 individual horses that we have in this pool of Future Wager, plus number 40 of all others. El Capi is number 13. It hasn't worked since New Year's Day, Darren, uh, but if he can run anywhere near his maiden breaking win and a road to the derby race, he's going to be tough to beat.
1: Well, he's trained by Rick Dutrow and the horse ran monstrous, a uh, first time out. Anytime a horse under Dutro runs a monster figure, he loves to give a lot of spacing between races. So the, you know, the question we have, you know, we've been dealing with this, you know, really cold weather, um, all over the country, which is this disruptive training, um, Along the way, I wouldn't be surprised if Dutro held this horse out uh, until the Gotham to go in the one mile Gotham, go from seven, eight. Look, he's a son of McLean's music. This doesn't say Derby classic distance to me, uh, but I've seen stranger things happen.
0: Ethan energy runs in the Lacomp.
1: We talked about him,
0: uh, talked about him last time out. And again, the spool closes Sunday. So maybe see what he does in the little Fierceness eight to one on Mike Pataglia's morning line, I think is, you know, pretty spot on. Um, you know, again, if you want to back fierceness, I would recommend looking in the exacta pools and maybe finding a couple other long shots. And then you could find some value on that eight to one if you're just willing to take an eight to one investment um, this far out from the Kentucky Derby. Better you than me uh, heading to the fountain of youth next time for for Todd Pletcher for his three year old debut and a likely champion. Two-year-old for the Eclipse Awards.
1: I could simply say that he's the fastest kid on the playground.
0: Can anyone else catch up to him? We'll see. Forever Young, uh, we don't know, question mark. You, uh, well, we did actually
1: some information that we've we've heard through the grapevine that there is interest. So Forever Young, uh, of course, based in Japan and uh, ran horses off their feet um, in his last start winning by seven lengths in the uh, Zen Nippon Nisai Yushin, uh, winning it by an eye-catching seven lengths. Anybody that saw that? I don't know much about the stallion, uh, the Japanese-bred stallion, Real Steel, Um, but it does say under the Sire stats for the Brisnet Pass performances that the average winning distance is 8.7 furlongs. So that's a good sign. On the Dam side, um, you've got an average winning distance for the Dam Sire, of six point eight furlong, so that's fine that's within scope. you know you always want to get as close to that seven furlong mark um, as you can in my opinion. this horse it sounds like this horse is going to take a unique route to the derby, possibly possibly uh, it sounds like he's headed next for the Saudi Derby where he would be tackling Bookham um, Dano and then possibly come to America. Oh, there it is, KK. You're doing a good job. You I'm trying. You I'm off. trying my best. You can hear it coming uh-huh. down again. But anyway, could try a race stateside, maybe like a race like the Bluegrass. So we'll have to see what happens with Forever Young. But that's a very intriguing move um, that that they would take.
0: In my mind, number 17, Honor Marie, would be the best value in this pool before he runs in the Risen Star for Whit Beckman, making his first start of his three-year-old campaign after winning the Kentucky Jockey Club last time out. Based at Fairgrounds, has been working since New Year's Eve um, pretty steadily for for Beckman, who uh, comes with a lot of accolades under his belt. He's a solid trainer now all on his own. Uh, Great to see him with a horse like this for the Ribble Farms. Uh, But I think this is the pool where you can get the most value on Honor Marie, depending on, uh, you know, if he would go on to win the Risen Star, then his price will reflect what he is in the next future wager.
1: Yeah, I like this horse. I think he's underrated, too. I think this horse is uh, very intriguing. It's probably because Witt Beckman's such a young trainer. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and Witt comes from a background of uh, different coming up under different trainers. Yeah, Chad Brown, Todd Pletcher. I mean, those are the best so, of the best. I mean, so. don't don't worry about Whit Beckman. He's been around a good horse. Um, I like this horse. I like this horse a lot. So I'll be monitoring the price on him.
0: Imperial Gun is another Asmussen uh, potential horse on the road to the Derby after breaking his mating, going two turns down at Oaklawn um, in his last start. Keeps him down at the Oaklawn string down there. Weather is, a you know, we didn't mention it down at Oakland, but Oakland, they're, they've been canceling their races, you know, for a, a couple of days and canceling training too. So, uh, be interesting to see, you know, how behind the eight ball horses that are based at Oakland are compared to some of the other three-year-olds that are maybe based at fairgrounds, but I think definitely deserves a little bit of a look after breaking his maiden last time out going two turns.
1: Yeah. He'll be a big price in this future wager. maybe he'll show up in the rebel.
0: Southwest Bound is just Steel for Wayne Lucas it sounds like Wayne is ready to run in all of the uh, Oakland road to the derby prep races and it'll be great to see uh, just Steel uh, you know take on the cast down there in the southwest after running a, a solid second Last time out in the Smarty Jones, 80-1 on Mike Pataglia's morning line. You
1: know he's going to get his chance to run, and when he runs in the Southwest, he's going to remove the blinkers. So we'll see if that uh, is a little change for Just Steel.
0: Knights Bridge is a, another uh, you know, future star for Godolphin, in my mind, after he broke his maiden by 10 at Churchill. He is just getting back on the work tab for Bill Mott down at Payson Park in South Florida. Um, sort of have to wait and see, you know, maybe – he can get to something in in February or maybe he's looking at the first week of March, but Knightsbridge was very impressive 50 to one on the morning
1: line. Yeah. Very, very impressive uh, in his, in his debut uh, at Churchill downs going seven eighths of a mile. I agree with you based on the first workout back mid to late March. I mean, sorry, mid to late February, possibly early March. You know, it's the type of race where they, you know, when you run the fountain of youth undercard, there are a number of different options for horses, uh, to run that day on March the 2nd. So it could be as late as that, but you know, you'd have about six works under the belt somewhere around mid to late February.
0: We talked about lat long who runs in a little uh, liberal arts, uh, will run in the Southwest for Robbie Medina first start of his three-year old year after winning the Southwest. That was all by plan, giving him some, br- uh, giving him a breather after the Southwest, uh, very intriguing horse in my mind i think uh you know has been the the tale of consistency uh running this summer uh 80 to one i think this is the pool to get your most value on this horse if you like liberal arts
1: yeah it might be a cut below the best but uh worth monitoring along the right
0: i'm going to give him a little bit of a look in this pool if the price is right locked who worked with his stablemate Fierceness last time out runs in the Sam Davis likely for the the Pletcher camp after finishing third in the Breeders Cup Juvenile, closing from off the pace that day. Uh, so you see the separation now from Todd's best horses, fifteen to one unlocked.
1: Todd has said that uh, the Sam F Davis will be the return spot for uh, the Breeders Cup uh, Juvenile third place finisher. You know he he might be the second best two year old in the country. We'll have to see. Uh, merit for Safi Joseph
0: was a flashy maiden winner in early November down at Gulfstream and hasn't been seen since, but he has been working down at Palm Meadows in December, had a break in his works and now is back on the work tab. Uh, very interesting to see if he can keep, you know, on that work tab or if he's going to have another setback, but if you want to back him, he's 99 to one in pool three. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's a question Were there setbacks. Do they miss works? Um, do the clocker miss the works? Who knows, but, uh, this is a, a interesting horse, a son of mastery mastery. You might remember was a romping winner of the, uh, San Felipe stakes for Bob Baffert and, uh, and, and unfortunately suffered an injury on the gallop out and was retired to stud. Um, you know, he hasn't really thrown anything Uber dynamic just yet that I can recall off the top of my head. But uh, I have no reason to think that he, he won't be a productive uh, stallion uh, in his early years. So we'll have to see if Merritt is one of those. You know, if the horse has been steadily in training, um, even though the, there are gaps there, you know, he could return as, in, in a race like the Sam Davis. Yeah. And Safi has been known to throw a horse on the plane to, to a race like the Risen Star. Sure. So
0: mid-February. Uh, Nash, we talked about runs in the little on Saturday. Otello won the mucho macho man. This is always a race. It's, you sort of see some horses that, you know, maybe can go on and, uh, um, you know, do that Gulfstream park road to the Derby, or they may end up cutting back in distance. The mucho macho man run at one mile. Uh, this horse hasn't quite sold me yet, but
1: he is undefeated. Yeah. I, I the mucho macho man is not a race for me. Um, just hasn't been productive along the way uh i would think this horse would get a shot in the holy bull for Christoph Clamont.
0: do you back out of the conqueror again darren after uh backing him in the last future wager pool
1: we'll come back in the southwest and so that'll be run a week in advance of the closure of this pool uh if he's I'm already down on him at what 92 to one. I think it is. He'll be in that range again. I mean, the fast look, the race did not come fast and come back fast in the springboard mile. Um, I like this colt. I think he's been productive, uh, interesting. And, um, and I like him only because he's a price.
0: Right. Uh, parchment party, is the uh, other Bill Mott trainee that sort of fits the Knightsbridge scheme of things. Yep. It was very impressive. He's undefeated, won a first-level allowance at Churchill um, in the f- in the fall meet. Hasn't been seen since, but is down at Payson Park in South Florida and is uh, starting to get some works, probably the
1: mid- mid, mid-late mid February return.
0: Yeah, 40-1 to 1 on him. Real men violin uh, for Kenny McPeak, who finished second in the Kentucky Jockey Club. Based down at Fairgrounds, have to think, you know, the Risen Star is a possibility for him. And this would be the pool I would think to back him uh, at 80 to 1. I, I think, you know, as we we talked about with Latlong, you know, the McPeak barn always seems to have horses on the road to the Derby. And uh, I think that he might be at the top of the McPeak class compared to a stable mate.
1: Okay. a Knock, look, Mendelsons haven't been, you know, the strongest on the dirt. Um, but Kenny McPeak finds a way to get them. Um, involved. He's always underrated in here. He closed at 122 to one last time. I think this horse is a player on this road to the Kentucky Derby to garner points, possibly get in the Derby. Um, So at a price, I wouldn't, I'd take a shot. Yeah. Uh,
0: Speaking of prices, resilience, 99 to one for, for Bill Mott breaking his maiden on new year's day, down at Gulfstream park going two turns. Um, I I'd have to think that, you know, he's going to be another major player for the Mott camp on the road to the Kentucky Derby. Maybe he shows up in the Holy bull.
1: Yeah. Pam, Pam and mighty. Why God, um, Pam and Marty, why God used to have horses for years out in the West coast with trainer Ron Ellis. Now they have a, uh, you know, a horse here with uh, Bill Mott. I think the Holy bull would be a logical next step uh, for the son of into mischief. He's got to get faster
0: yeah uh Sierra Leone was very green in the risen and the remsen um in to close out his two-year-old year working down at pace and likely to make his start back in the risen start at fairgrounds Chad Brown isn't afraid to ship horses uh Sierra Leone for the Coolmore camp looks to be uh you know a major player especially off that purchase 2.3 million um if he can you know mature a little bit he's a major player
1: I like this horse um, I love the the troubled trip. Uh, that he had last actually I didn't love it because I bet on him that day and he didn't get by uh, a door knock but I I thought he was the best of the two Uh, he's the horse I want out of that race look he closed at 36 to 1 prior to the running of the Remsen so I would only think that his price is only going to be lower this time out so I would expect something in the you know 10 to 12 to 1 range uh, come Sunday
0: Sneed is uh, skipping the LeCompte to the Risen Star as we mentioned earlier on in the podcast for Brendan Walsh Um, I just, he needs to prove that he is a little bit more legitimate. Uh, in my mind, even though he did close into that pace last time out, it was a little bit of a faster pace and collapsed right into his running style, but, um, definitely one to keep an eye on for the Brendan Walsh camp. He's 50 to one.
1: Yeah. Look, he's an interesting horse that, uh, needs to get faster. He's in the mix. Um, you know, he ran second to track phantom last time out who we think very highly of, um, but uh, you know the son of Nyquist I think has to continue and improve. He'll he'll show up next as you said in the Risen Star. Another horse that I think that could show up in the Risen Star is number thirty three, Stretch Ride. He's based at Goldstream Park for Dale Romans, but Dale's been known to you know throw horses on a plane. And based on that first work back on January the thirteenth, that would put him in play in you know mid to late February, which puts the Risen Star and the Rebel right in play. Maybe he waits for the fountain of youth in his own backyard.
0: has said the uh, fountain of youth is what I of read youth. a couple of weeks ago, but
1: okay, I, I like this horse. Yeah. I, he's an interesting horse.
0: I, I thought he, you know, he lost his mind in the Kentucky jockey club in the paddock. And, uh, he still ran, you know, he, he was pretty amped up in that race, but if he did any maturing over the winter time, I'm, I'm really intrigued. Um, to see this horse run back, uh, for the West point thoroughbreds. And if he, you know, can sort of show any sort of maturity, he has a lot of raw and natural ability that I saw here at Churchill Downs. I'm a little intrigued by him. The price isn't necessarily right. I'd probably want a little bit more cause I'm greedy like that, but 50 to one on the morning line, Uh stronghold 99 to one for Phil D'Amato, probably the Bob Lewis out West. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think that this is a pool to maybe back him. He ran his career best stretching out to the two turn distance in the low south futurity, even though he was second best to to probably one of Baffert's fifteenth best horses in the <laughs> in the low south futurity. Um, he is eligible to garner points on the West Coast, and there's not a lot of promising three year olds based on the West Coast that are eligible at this time to garner points. Uh, but he did run his career best last time out. and The price will be right.
1: If you bet $2 on stronghold in pool two of the Kentucky Derby future wager, you would be seeking a return of $367.00 and 50 cents. If he were to win the Kentucky Derby, he went off as the longest shot at 182 to one last time out. We all know that Bob Baffert has all the top horses out on the West coast. Those horses are not included in this wager because he is suspended from competing in the 2024 Kentucky Derby and the 2024 Kentucky Oaks. Those horses must be trained, uh, by a different trainer by January the 29th. So those horses will start to be transferred soon. If they have serious Derby implications, stronghold is probably the fastest non-Baffert runner on the West coast. You have horses for Baffert, Nysos, Muth, uh, Prince of Monaco, uh, Windstock, Pilot Commander, uh, Coach Prime, Wind Me Up, Imagination. Uh, These are different types of horses that, that Baffert has that uh, he's unveiled thus far that uh, could be moved to different trainers by January the 29th. Keep an eye on that. We'll keep you posted.
0: Number 35 is the New York bred, the wine steward, trained by Mike Maker, a former disciple of Wayne Lucas. And Mike has often told me I, when you ask him, what's the biggest thing that you've learned from Wayne Lucas? And he said, the gift of gab. And if you know Mike, <laughs> Mike doesn't like to talk very much at all. I texted Mike earlier this week and I said, Mike, any plans yet for the wine steward? Simply replied. No,
1: not yet. Not, not even. Yet. Not, I yeah. didn't. I didn't, you didn't get, two even get two words. You got no. I got no. Uh, he did. He did tell us in the previous pool to definitely <laughs> include the horse in the uh, future wager. So yeah. he just hasn't come back and work yet. We came. Uh, you know, we've told you about that. Around Super Bowl time is the best way to go. So if he's not working <laughs> by early February, uh, we'll probably leave him off the next pool. Yeah,
0: Timberlake hasn't worked back yet, but likely to run in the Rebel for the the Brad Cox camp and. Um, you know, he's sort of been a, a horse that's been highly touted ever since he broke his maiden at Ellis park this summer, uh, ran fourth in the breeders cup juvenile and disappointed at three to one that day. But again, a horse that is targeting a race in in early March and hasn't worked back on the work tab, not for me to back. Uh, but if he's right for you, he's 25 to one.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. It'll be too low of a price with too many questions. I'm going to pass on that.
0: What do you think about time for truth for Ron Moquette?
1: Interesting. Um, Interesting horse. I mean, yeah. he'll be a big price. Uh, I would think Ron will go on with the horse uh, for uh, Harry Rosenbloom and run him back in maybe the Southwest. It's a son of Omaha Beach out of a, a looking at Lucky Mare. One on debut at four to one. One pretty comfortably under Rafael Bejarano. And, um, you know, I, I think this is a interesting horse as the distances get longer. That debut was at six furlongs. So the Southwest going from six to eight and a half furlongs makes a lot of sense.
0: Uh, track fan. And we talked about runs in the little Tuscan skies, another maiden breaking, uh, winner for Todd Pletcher based in New York, uh, would have to think he's probably going to be on the New York route on the road to the Kentucky Derby. You think
1: we probably could see him in the, the withers next time out, or maybe he waits. Yeah. might wait for, I think Todd might wait for the Gotham based on the race being on January the 13th. I would think he'll take those, the, the extra time, uh, probably go from that six furlong long maiden win to the one-mile Gotham, um, leave him up there in New York, the son of Vino Rosso uh, for Spendthrift Farm is uh, interesting.
0: Number 40, of course, is all of other three-year-olds that are not listed within the 39 uh, horses individually in this future wager, seven to five on the morning line. I think the value could be there is maybe using that option with some long shots in the exacta pool, for Pool 3, which opens Friday at noon, closes Sunday at 6 o'clock Eastern. That was a solid hash-out. That That's we just exactly
1: that. what I was going to say. That was a good, solid hash-out yeah. of uh, a lot of the horses on the road to the Derby. We, If you can't tell, we love Talking Derby. Uh, next week will be, let's see, Thursday, uh, January the 25th, will mark 100 days till Kentucky Derby 150. A lot going on here at the Downs. We are uh, continuing work on the Uh, The paddock, uh, most of the exterior is uh, nearing its completion. They'll start doing a lot of the interior work. Uh, The jockey club suites is also being renovated. The front parking lot is being renovated. Um, We're doing maintenance on the turf course to get it ready for the spring meet. So, I mean, a lot is going on here at the Downs as we march towards Derby 150.
0: It's very cold outside. Uh, oh, it's
1: cold here in the fill. There's some snow on the it's, ground. It's frigid. It,
0: it, it was a heat wave today when the temperature got up to, I think, 25 <laughs> yeah. uh, when I got in my car this morning, and it was in the, the negatives. But,
1: and we have uh, more snow coming uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh oh, I so, this'll be an interesting couple days.
0: I just need the springtime. I just, I'm ready for warm weather. This is about the time of year where I've had it. I'm okay with the snow around Christmas time. It gets, you know, in the festive spirit. Now I'm over it. Now I just, (laughs) I'm over it. I'm done. Let's get derby time around here. Let's get the spring. Let's get Keeneland started. Let's get horses back on our grounds. But we've got a few weeks to go before that
1: happens. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating, subscribe, tell your friends. And, um, we realized it was probably a four star performance and KK, I know I need more of my remedy for the cough. What should I have?
0: Well, the only thing to have is Woodford reserve. You don't need to even need to mix anything with it, even though they, you know, some of the doctors out there and um, social media land can, Give you some ideas of what to mix with it if you have a cough you just need some Woodford Reserve because there's 200 flavor notes in just every sip of Woodford Reserve just take a good gulp of it and you can have a lot more flavor notes in just 200 uh please enjoy responsibly thanks to Woodford Reserve for always sponsoring the Kentucky Derby and helping helping us out here on inside the Kentucky Derby. We'll be back after this weekend, after we, uh, you know, dissect the Lecomp stakes. We'll talk about some of the prices that closed in the future wager. Again, if you want to wager on the Lecomp stakes, race 13 at Fairgrounds on Saturday, 7 o'clock Eastern. You can watch and wager on that on twinspires.com. Joe Christoffek has guaranteed a winner at the Lecomp stakes this weekend, so be sure to check out his expert selections on the app as well. Until Monday, best of luck this weekend, especially if you're betting the Lecomp stakes.